Section 8 of Lasers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lasers by Hal Hellman. Some Interesting Applications. Application of lasers can be divided into two broad categories. One, commercial, industrial, military, and medical uses. And two, scientific research. In the first case, lasers are used to do something that has been done in another way up to now, but not as well. Sometimes a laser solves a particular problem. For example, one of the first applications was in eye surgery for welding a detached retina. The laser is particularly useful here because laser light can penetrate transparent objects such as the eye's lens, eliminating the need to make a cut into the eye. Surgeons have long wanted a better technique for treating extremely small areas of tissue. A laser beam, focused into a small spot, performs perfectly as a Lilliputian surgical knife. An additional advantage is that the beam, being of such high intensity, can also sterilize or cauterize tissue as it cuts. The narrowness of the laser beam has made it ideal for applications requiring accurate alignment. Perhaps the ultimate here is the two-mile-long linear accelerator built by Stanford University for the United States Atomic Energy Commission. Arrow straight would not have been nearly good enough to assure expected performance. A laser beam was the only technique that could accomplish the incredible task of keeping the 7 8 inch bore of the accelerator straight along its two-mile length. A remote monitoring system based on the same laser beam tells operators when a section of the accelerator has shifted out of line, due, for example, to small earth movements by more than about one thirty-second inch, and identifies the section. The two-mile-long klystron gallery generates the power for kicking the high-energy particles down the tube. The gallery parallels the accelerator housing and lies 25 feet beneath it. The large tube houses the optical alignment system and supports the smaller accelerator tube above. Target patterns dropped into the large tube at selected points produce an interference pattern at the far end of the tube. Precise alignment of the tube is achieved by aiming the laser at the center dot of the pattern. Then the section that is out of line is physically moved until the dot appears in the proper place at the other end of the tube. It is the extreme coherence of the laser beam that makes this technique possible. Having heard that laser light is bored through steel and is being used in micro-welding, some have asked whether the laser will ever be used to weld bridge members and other structural girders. This is missing the whole point of the laser. It would be like washing your floor with a toothbrush, even one with extra stiff bristles. There would be no advantage to using lasers for large-scale welding. 
Present equipment for this operation is quite satisfactory and far less wasteful of input power. The sensible approach is to use lasers where existing processes leave something to be desired. Until the advent of the laser, for example, there was no good way to weld wires 0.001 inch in diameter, nor was there a good way to bore the tiny hole in a diamond that is used as a die for drawing such fine wire. It used to take two days to drill a single diamond. With laser light, the operation takes two minutes, and there is no problem with rapid wear of a cutting tool. So much for the first category of application. In the second category, namely use of the laser as a scientific tool, we enter a more theoretical domain. Here, we use coherent light as an extension of ourselves to probe into and to look at the world around us. Much experimental science is a matter of cooling, heating, grinding, squeezing, or otherwise abusing matter to see how it will react. With each new tool, ultra-fast centrifuges, high and low pressure and extreme temperature chambers, intense magnetic fields, atomic accelerators, and so on, more has been learned about this still-puzzling world. Since coherent light is something new, we can do things to matter that have not been done before and see how it reacts. The laser is being used to investigate many problem areas in biology, chemistry, and physics. For example, sound waves of extremely high frequency can be generated in matter by subjecting it to laser light. These intense vibrations may have profound effects on materials. In the chemical field, the sharp beam and monochromatic energy of the laser hold great promise in the exploration of molecular structure and the nature of chemical reactions. Chemical reactions usually are set off by heat, agitation, electricity, or other broadly applied means. None of these energizers allow the fine control that the laser beam does. Its extremely fine beam can be focused to a tiny spot, thus allowing chemical activity to be pinpointed. But there is a second advantage. The monochromaticity of coherent light also makes it possible to control the energy in addition to the intensity of the beam accurately by simply varying the wavelength. Thus, it may be possible, for instance, to cause a reaction in one group of molecules and not in another. One application in chemistry that holds great promise is the use of laser energy for causing specific chemical reactions, such as those involved in the making of plastics. Bell Telephone Laboratory scientists have changed the styrene monomer, a raw plastic material, to its final state, polystyrene, in this way. The success of these and similar experiments elsewhere opens for exploration a vast area of molecular phenomena. In another scientific application, the laser is being used more and more as a teaching tool. Coherence is a concept that formerly had to be demonstrated by diagrams, formulas, 
and inference from experiments. The laser makes it possible to see coherence in action, along with many of the physical effects that result from it. Such phenomena as diffraction, interference, the so-called eerie disc patterns, and spatial harmonics, always difficult to demonstrate to students in the abstract, can now be seen quite concretely. Other interesting things can also be seen more plainly now. At the Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory, laser light is being used to look at plasmas. Plasmas are ionized gaseous mixtures. Their study lies at the heart of a constant search by atomic scientists for a self-sustained, controlled fusion reaction that can be used to provide useful thermonuclear power. This kind of reaction provides the almost unlimited energy in the sun and other stars. It is more efficient and releases less radioactivity than the other principal nuclear process, fission, which is used in atomic electric power plants. Westinghouse Electric Corporation scientists, on the other hand, have used the concentrated energy of the laser not to look at, but to produce a plasma. They blasted an aluminum target the size of a pinhead with a laser beam, thereby vaporizing it and creating a plasma. The calculated temperature in the electrically charged gas was 3 million degrees centigrade. This is pretty hot, but still not hot enough for a thermonuclear reaction. The temperature of a plasma necessary to sustain a thermonuclear reaction is so high above 10 million degrees centigrade, that any material is vaporized instantly on coming into contact with it. The only means developed so far to contain the plasma is an intense magnetic field, or magnetic bottle. Containment has been accomplished for only a few thousandths of a second at most. The objective of the Westinghouse research which was supported by the Atomic Energy Commission, was to study in detail the interaction of the plasma with a magnetic field. We do not have room to describe more applications in detail, but it may be interesting to list a few other uses of lasers, some commercial and some still experimental. Earthquake prediction, measurement of tides in the Earth's crust under the sea, laser gyroscopes, highly accurate velocity measurement, useful in certain assembly line and continuous manufacturing processes, scanner for analyzing photographs of bubble chamber tracks and astronomical phenomena, computer output and storage systems, perhaps even complete optical data processing systems, lightning fast printing devices, high-speed photography, missile tracking and accurate alignment of antennas, automatic flaw spotter for big radio antennas, aircraft landing aid for poor weather conditions, fast, painless dental drill, cancer research. End of Section 8